You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, thanks for joining me on this Tuesday. Our theme this week is When God Rocks Your World, because Scripture teaches us that that God's not just in the business of rocking our world at the moment we follow Jesus, when we experience conversion and transformation, or, or what is sometimes called justification, as we're justified with God through Jesus Christ for our sins. But God continues to rock our world through a process, the big word sometimes uses sanctification, through softening rough edges, through helping us become more like him. Philippians 1.6 says that he who began the good work in us will be faithful to complete the work. So it would be normal and expected that after your initial conversion, there should be some additional experiences with God in your spiritual journey where God stretches you in a major way or a value gets totally reshaped, or he speaks to you in fresh ways. A compelling example of this kind of thing occurs in Acts chapter 10 in the New Testament of the Bible, in the life of the apostle Peter. In Acts 10, Peter encounters a man who was not a follower of Jesus. He was a Roman centurion who oversaw 100 Italian soldiers, and his name was Cornelius. He and his family lived in Caesarea by the sea. It was a city along the Mediterranean Sea. And though Cornelius was not a follower of Jesus, though he didn't even know about Jesus, he had an awareness of God, he prayed to God, he, he gave generously to under-resourced people. But Cornelius and his family were spiritually lost. I mean, if there weren't, there would be no need for this chapter in the Bible. And the only thing sadder than the fact that Cornelius was lost is that up to this point in church history, nobody really cared whether he was lost or not. And especially the apostle Peter didn't care because Cornelius wasn't like him. Cornelius didn't share his ethnic identity. You see, even though Peter was handpicked by Jesus to be a leader and an apostle, even though he had been there when the words rolled off of Jesus' lips, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, which means all ethnic groups, all kinds of people. Even though Peter had stood up on the day the church began in Acts chapter two and confidently communicated Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In spite of all that, Peter was a deeply prejudiced guy against anybody that wasn't a Jew, that wasn't like him. He'd grown up in an atmosphere that said, don't interact with, eat with, even brush up against a non-Jew or Gentile because you will have to go home and wash off the contamination. And you would never have them into your home or go into theirs. In the first 10 years of church history, there's no record of anyone communicating the good news about amazing grace through Jesus, to a single Gentile. And that was probably comfortable for Peter. But one day God gives this guy Cornelius a vision. Cornelius sees an angel of God that instructs him to send some of his soldiers to get a guy named Peter, who was staying in the house of Simon the Tanner in a town called Joppa, which was uh, south of Caesarea. And so he does that. Now, Peter has no idea God is about to do some quadruple bypass surgery on his heart for people who are different from him. The next day, while Cornelius' guys are en route, Peter goes up on the roof to pray. Some of you know this scene. He's hungry. He starts dreaming about food, and he sees this large sheet like a parachute being lowered from heaven with all kinds of food items a good kosher Jew would never eat. And then Peter hears a voice say the words, Get up, Peter, kill, and eat. (laughs) Go ahead and have that ham sandwich. Enjoy bacon with your eggs in the morning. Have a pork chop for dinner. And I love Peter's response, Acts 10, 14. Surely not, Lord. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. 
<laughs> nice move, Peter. Just tell God what to do. And you can kind of hear the self-righteous pride in his voice, can't you? Oh, I've never done anything like that, Lord. I'd never eat the things on that sheet. And so God gives him the same vision a second time to see if he gets it. And then God gives him the same vision a third time as to say, Peter, you don't know it yet, but I'm about to rock your world. And then the text says that while Peter was still thinking about this vision, the spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So get up, go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them for I have sent them. Well, as Peter was heading downstairs, I bet he was thinking, oh no, they're going to be Gentiles. I just know they're going to be Gentiles. Peter is about to have a second conversion. Peter is about to have his world rocked, and he doesn't even really know it yet. Peter goes down, and these guys invite him to go meet their boss, their non-Jewish, unclean Gentile boss, Cornelius, someone a a rule-keeping guy like Peter would have nothing to do with. Now, did you catch it that the Holy Spirit said to Peter, do not hesitate to go with them for I have sent them? It was if Peter was saying, get, it was, it was if God was saying, get ready, Peter, I'm about to rock your world. Now we'll come back to this story tomorrow and look at what happened next. But in the meantime, let me ask you this. If the Holy Spirit of God wanted to rock your world today, would you listen? If the Holy Spirit of God wanted to rock your world today, would you be willing? Sometimes in your life, in in your car, in your family room, in your work cubicle, God is going to rock your world. And the most important thing you can do at that point is to obey what he instructs you to do. Well, God, I'm convinced that you keep whispering into our ears like you did into Peter's that day for things in our life that we need to face and and we need to stretch and we need to grow and we need to give attention to. So I pray that we'll be open, really open ourselves to you rocking our world. And like Peter, when that moment comes, may we have the courage to obey. Even if those opportunities come today, I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Look forward to catching you tomorrow.